Hi, I'm Megan Dibby and welcome to my podcast, Class and Session. In this podcast, I'll be discussing social injustice issues and everything to do with activism and allyship. If that's your jam, tune in every Friday. Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of my podcast. Um, I'm really excited for this episode because I have a special guest, my friend Jess. Hi guys. Hey. So excited to be here. <laughs> How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm great, of course. I'm so gassed for this. <laughs> um, but yeah, today we're going to be talking about racism in UK schools and Jess is just going to be talking about her experience as like one of the only black girls in her private school and racism in the UK in general because people think they only exist in America when it really doesn't. Well, yeah, I think they just don't acknowledge it or take it as seriously yeah. because of the fact that like most of the issues we hear um are they happen in america so yeah. you know i think it's on because, that's the unfortunate case yeah i feel like it's because when we talk about police brutality especially people are like because we don't have guns in the uk then police mm-hmm. brutality doesn't exist when it does mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah. um but before we get on to that i feel like we should discuss the anti-blackness in the asian community oh god yeah oh my days that is that is definitely a controversial topic to touch upon i think mostly because like i grew up um obviously as you know i'm mixed i'm half asian half black Mm -hmm. um and i've definitely been exposed to it firsthand the racism within both communities where i found it difficult to be accepted by both halves of my family Mm. for those given reasons and i think a lot of people tend to use um because the unfortunate case is a lot of the the recent anti-asian crimes uh, mm-hmm. that you've heard about in america mm-hmm. unfortunately they're committed by black people a lot of yeah. them that i've read about and i see like in the comment section you'll see my you'll see me there like fighting lots of people <laughs> who use it as an opportunity to like front yeah. their anti-blackness like they use that issue to say oh but blm right which yes. oh, that comments just made it just hurts me, me to know no end because like it just one you're just showing everyone that you are essentially a performative activist you don't mm-hmm. actually care about the cause exactly. you're doing it because everyone else is doing it and the minute you feel like it's not benefiting you or you're you, you take your frustrations out in the wrong way but you reveal your true colors you know exactly and i i completely agree that there is a lot of anti-asian it's anti-asianness no just there's a sort of anti-asian <laughs> theme Racism. i guess in yeah. in yeah in the black community but respectfully it's the same in other communities too. yeah there's, there's a lot of, a lot anti-blackness. of anti-blackness yeah mm-hmm. and that definitely is something that we need to tackle because mm. i mean come on we're in the 21st century and right? it's minorities help minorities not the other way around yeah i feel like poc solidarity should exist but it doesn't and you know what i like i feel like we should talk about it like the anti-asianness that's happening but i just don't like how some asian people have chosen to confront the issue because they're pushing this anti-black narrative like i saw someone mm say that oh yeah it's time for the black community to hold itself accountable i saw that too yeah like as a society you know society never grants black people individuality like we're always being held accountable for the mistakes of a few black people and it's so sad yeah it's not fair because that is that is a racist narrative but also it's you know it's a stereotype that you've then chosen to follow and it's just it's it's just really horrible because like those kinds of videos you would it it makes I mean imagine how it makes you feel and makes Mm. me feel that that you know to feel as though we had been supporting each other through such a hard time 
Mm. Uh, it's so it just goes to show like how easily people just switch up you know yeah and they true. really feel like and and you know what I think you have a right to be frustrated by any means especially if that's happening to you and your culture but mm-hmm. it should never ever be an excuse to then to be go ahead yeah. yeah exactly it's just it's not it's not on at all it's true I agree and then out of like nowhere they'll just bring up BLM BLM mm-hmm. like it's so annoying we it's the, the Black Lives Matter movement started in 2013 it's taken like over seven years because we all know it got you know it's popularity like summer 2020 around then like it took so long for people to raise awareness and people can't you know talk about their own issues without demonizing black people in the Black Lives Matter movement mm-hmm. I, I agree like these are definitely like issues that we need to tackle as a community and that even the Asian community need to tackle um yeah. yeah, I think so too. I was watching um what's it called? Janaya. I don't know if you know them. No, um, but tell me about it. Um basically they're out on Instagram is Janaya the Future. You guys should go and follow them. They give mm-hmm. like amazing talks. And they were just talking about how it's because the experiences of like Asian people and like their discrimination has always been like invisibilized. And yeah, and I agree. I actually do agree that there's an element of transparency there because people don't take it as seriously, especially with like, because like you said, Black Lives Matter was popularized. Popularized is a word, right? I yeah, I think it's a word. Yeah, it I is, think it's it a is. word, or at least okay. Nonetheless, like it's definitely been acknowledged more recently in the in the past year, and I think mm. as a result, that's also like outraged a lot of other cultures if that makes sense Mm, and I think that's like one I think that exposes them because Mm. the reality is it if if you knew that uh this was wrong like the actual incidents the individual incidents themselves regardless of the the person of color that was you know hurt you know in the given instance like giving for example George Floyd and then we see like these attacks on unfortunately unfortunately horrible attacks on elderly asian people in like small californian communities they're mm-hmm. not comparable situations by any means but because of the fact yeah. that like you know george george floyd's case sparked outrage across the nation yeah people then use that like they fire that like oh you know yeah well, like trying to take comes, shots at yeah you. like oh why why is that it all has to be black lives matter when no mm. one said it has to be all black lives matter exactly no one said that you know and i do think that when people use the slogan it undermines the seriousness of like the movement because the move that slogan specifically black lives matter yeah. was created for the for that movement and there are there are slogans for other cultures and i feel comfortable saying this because of the fact that I've seen like for example posts on Instagram, posts on uh, TikTok where those mm-hmm. people of those given ethnicities are them themselves explaining why saying like I don't know for example like for me I've seen Indian Lives Matter and given I'm Indian mm. like I obviously have a few you know unsettled feelings about that because of the fact that as a black person I can also understand how that's not fair to our movement. I feel like it belittles the black lives matter movement like you guys can think of your own slogans and it's just so funny to me that people will literally take black slogans black terms and like discredit black movements Mm -hmm. just to be anti-black like it's so weird to me like i see people and this is just like i guess unrelated to what we were supposed to be talking about but i guess when you think (laughs) about um like um people that use um african-american vernacular slang right yeah Uh, and then they're like very openly anti-black like Mm. it's just not it's not what's this combination babe it makes no sense Mm -hmm. but yeah like as um janaya was saying like 
people love to compare like um the invisibilized experience of asian people to like the hyper visibility of the black experience yeah, exactly. and that's what they were trying to say yeah because like we black people have always been vocal about their oppression mm. whereas asian people haven't always or been not necessarily about their just asian but just a lot of yeah. other cultures in general other, other people, in, of people of color yeah and i'm glad that this has like um what's the word encouraged and inspired them to speak out more but like mm. we said bo- bo- bottom line is it doesn't then give you the opportunity to one compare movements compare mm-hmm. the significance of a given movement to like you know to, to to one personally as in what one thinks about it, it doesn't give you the right to invalidate that yeah just like that's it it, it just doesn't like because you're then using that as a front to be uh, anti-black anti-asian anti whatever it necessarily is by then going ahead and comparing them when you have no right to exactly and i do think it's an effect of white supremacy because of the whole like model minority myth that's been put onto asian people and this is like this kind of links to the whole like is 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 racism against asian people normalized because of the whole like model minority myth a lot of asians don't come out and talk about their racism so that's why their discrimination is often like invisibilized but then again at the same time i feel like yeah like racism against asian people is normalized because of that but then again racism against everyone is normalized because it's racism like it's so ingrained in our society you know mm-hmm. if that makes sense no I agree yeah I agree to be fair but I feel like to an extent we have to be sensitive when we talk about these kinds of things because like you know it, it's the way we can't uh, generalize a whole community of people because you know mm. there are Asian people of all Asian backgrounds who don't see it that way you know yeah and i think it's the same in the black community too who don't who don't see it that way but you know it's just something that we have to tackle and move forward with because like i said earlier it's minorities help minorities Mm, honestly because we have to come together and fight the white man like (laughs) you know so i feel like i do think that asian people need to start and like lead their own movement instead of being anti-black and obviously black people are going to be there to support them and like other people of color Mm -hmm yeah but anyways moving on to what we're actually going to talk about today um tell us a bit about um you know your experience on being like one of the only black girls in your private school um well I feel like there is like always a quota you know when you go to private school Mm -hmm. and not I'm not just speaking from my school I mean you can say the same even at your own school I'm I'm pretty sure and I I presume at lots of other private schools where I have black friends who are also like the minority minority of their given year and like I don't know even junior school senior school it's always been like that where it's like I don't know maybe one to three one to five black girls in the whole year group yeah and I definitely think like that enforces a lot of like racial stereotypes and for real honestly I agree mm-hmm. as well and like I've definitely experienced so many microaggressions from like yes. people around me and I think it's so embedded into like society like the idea of for example black girl being aggressive a black girl being loud mm, sassy black mm-hmm, girl. that they themselves yeah. don't even recognize how what they're saying or also the stereotype that black people listen to only rap music although that's not something that we i don't think that's a microaggression that people even touch upon as often because Honestly. because the reality is a lot of black people do listen to rap but i actually don't listen to as much rap as like one may think and uh, i was walking in school with my friends and uh my close friend i was joking with her i was like oh are you gonna play us taylor swift i don't want to hear any of that and another girl <laughs> who was walking with us 
goes to me, oh, but we don't want to hear any of your rap music either. I was like, one, who are you? God. And two... Taylor Swift music, I'm sorry, but Taylor Swift's music does not bang. I don't care. I don't I'm like sorry. Taylor Swift. Yeah, I, 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 I love not, I, I, it's not, And I'm sorry, it's not because she's white or anything. I just don't like Taylor Swift. And my friend <laughs> was obsessed with Taylor Swift. And this girl just came out of nowhere. Oh, but we don't want to listen to your rap music either. And she was a person of colour. The, the, my, my white friend who listens to Taylor, Taylor Swift would never have said something that atrocious to me. But it's the fact that a person of colour could literally come up to me and say that and not even realise, like, the stereotype mm. that they have they themselves have in their head about, about black people. This is so ingrained into, like, just the general school system where even, like, mm. if you think about it, when, and I know this because I've had, like, girls say it, the stereotype about schools in places like Croydon, where like if you look oh, at like yeah. the um you look at the the level of education and the standard, yeah. which is obviously like lower. The mm-hmm, a lot of like rough unfortunately rough areas, which the government really yeah. should be doing. You know, the government could definitely do the so much more. The government should be funding them. A hundred percent. These kinds of schools where they have like example, for example, even uh I mean the most obvious example is with the GCSEs being downgraded depending on what area you live in if that is not the most classist thing the government well it's not it's not even the most classist they've done even worse but if that is not an atrocious classist thing they've they've done I don't know what else could be and it just goes to show how much they care about this about the education system really because you wouldn't be doing that how could you do that to a a child who was probably scoring all nines ended up with all sevens and sevens aren't bad but how can you do that to a child who was scoring all nines just because of the uh the living situation the area where they live exactly in, and yeah. the area that they go to school in so it's it's just so i, I literally it's have gotten where we dive, where, where we were diver- where, what we diverted off of but yeah exactly it's so ingrained in society that like you know unfortunately like even even when you think about roadman i saw this girl on tiktok uh that was talking about how um like she herself thinks like using the term roadman to describe just mm-hmm. um because you know like uh, a lot of um um black boys they wear mm-hmm. and, oh, it's not just black boys it's just yeah. boys in london track suits, track suits, yeah, boys in those london. little those little ugly nike patch those <laughs> nike bag thingies you know and they're on their scooters just because they they dress that way and they act that way does not mean they're a roadman and she was talking about it's how true. like it's like so it's racist to then just assume that because they dress they act and because of the fact that they're black they're a road that they act that way and the fact that they're black yeah. they're a roadman and, uh, I feel like we're all guilty of it as well because mm-hmm. let me not lie, I would see people wearing tracksuits and I, th- I would think, oh my god, like roadmen, ill mm-hmm, roadmen. Mm-hmm. But then you don't like realize that it's rooted in anti-blackness mm-hmm. and also the the negative connotations that you know, associate with like roadmen. I'm just I'm yeah. just using this as, as to show you like a, a lot of people have that same stereotype of just black people in general who go to schools in like in 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 um, uh, unfortunate like unfortunately uh, poorer areas. They have that same mm-hmm. given stereotype, you know? And I think, yeah. nonetheless, I'm, I just was obviously showing that it doesn't, it extends further than just private schools. But even in mm. private schools, you still have that same narrative where they will see you as, like, you know, aggressive. Inferior. And, yeah, inferior, but more so, like, aggressive, scary, just because of the fact that you're black. Like, I told you uh, mm. recently about how a guy yeah, in my yeah. school said the N-word. And um, oh, when God. we had to, when we went to confront her, um, we had to take it. We took a camera. Like we decided it was best to video it in case she yeah. went around saying that four or five black girls ganged up on her. 
Yeah, they always like to use that excuse. Mm-hmm. So. And the word ganged up, it's just so horrible. Like, it's especially so to describe it. the situation that was so mellow, where we just went up to her. I was the only one to ask questions. I was really nice about <laughs> it. I should have been harsher, to be fair. But, like... Someone should have beat her mm-hmm. up. And the next day, she was going around in school saying that we were ganging up on her. And I was like, you must be joking. We have video evidence. Two of us stood up. Honestly. The rest were sitting down. Nobody harmed you, nothing. The conversation was over and done within five minutes. We let you go because you seemed so afraid and so timid, which you shouldn't have been, considering you said the N-word knowingly multiple times. It's just, exactly. um, it's the fact that having spoken to teachers in my school about this, I was gaslit to the point where they were telling me that I should have come to them, that there's nothing they can do, that it's basically my, our fault. That's the way I interpreted it. That they That they're telling me it's my fault because I didn't come to them, so they can't do anything. I'm not really surprised. I feel like white teachers like to protect, you know, white girls, especially like they care. They don't they care more about the feelings of their white students than, you know, the like the way black girls and black children in general are traumatized. I, like I, they value white feelings over black people. I, if that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, I get what you're saying. But the thing is, I think with that, it's so it's so harsh, like to say it like that. And unfortunately, I think definitely in the back of my mind, when I when I, I mm. when I see these white girls getting off with such not even standard punishments, like these are ridiculously mm. ridiculous. They can't even be called punishments. I I I I also think that like you know it's because she's white. That's the only reason. If she wasn't white, yeah. if she was a person of color. The, this would have been taken so much more seriously so yeah I 100% agree but I think the thing is you can't necessarily say that they're prioritizing black feelings of, in my in my situation or my in my own experiences because I haven't had enough to, to deem it you know as what it is mm. but it's just so frustrating because I feel like it's so it, you can't we can't win you know and it's like, true. I, I, agree. I like I feel so hopeless whenever I know of, of a given instance like this because I just know like taking it to my school will bring nothing about because they you know after yeah. all the black lives matter stuff all the schools claim to want to be more attentive when it comes to black issues and raise yeah. more awareness it's, and it's educate their students. exactly i'm like hello slavery is literally taught as part of the curriculum and we get taught about it from the british perspective so of course it's not it, it's so it, it's it's just something as like small as that where it's just so embedded into into the the education system the stereotypes mm. the content that we are taught and the content we should be taught but we are not taught that then go on to produce people who are so narrow-minded and ignorant have a certain yeah. superior and unfortunately it's true and i've definitely seen it uh not necessarily in my school but i know of girls in other schools who are known as like super racist they have superiority complexes because they're white like some serious white supremacist bs they think that you oh, know and, and they're so open about it and it's the fact that you know it's you know racism is not racism is not you're not born with race being a racist racism is taught you're right it's taught it, the way sure. the way you respond to your environment and to those around you you know that's how you that they, they influence you and the way that you um grow up and the person that you become so going especially going to, if you say you come from a racist family okay i know people who whose parents are like for example conservatives very islamophobic but they themselves mm-hmm. are not islamophobic and they completely don't agree yeah. so it goes to show that that's, because they've been educated mm-hmm, but that narrative can change and you can take it upon yourself to educate yourself but people don't they they choose not to and by doing so yeah. you are essentially a racist because you have the opportunity to change and you know it but you're choosing but not yeah, to it's because 
like I feel like they're privileged enough not to educate themselves like they could go about their day not educating themselves and it'll be fine because society they're going to benefit from all the oppressive systems in society mm-hmm. I'm, and I'm not gonna lie yeah. I feel like no I was just saying I feel like I've been privileged enough not to face like full-blown racism at school mm. like I like I know what some teachers at school like think of me like I face like microaggressions and I know that some of my friends have faced microaggressions mm-hmm. and like ignorance in general like how teachers just think that I'm like the sassy black girl or how they would think that like um what's it called like the groups who had like a majority of black people in it were gangs and like intimidating but the white girls who were in a group were completely fine yes you just reminded you know? me of a story because I used to have a mostly all black, like all the black girls in my majority of the black girls in my year, we were all like the closest of friends. Um, mm. Because like it just, you know, I think I had this conversation actually with my aunt yesterday because um she asked me like as a mixed race person, how do you feel like how what do you really identify as? And I was like, you know, I identify more with my black side because like we unfortunately I don't look mixed like upon looking at me. I look, um, mm-hmm. I mean, anybody who first looks at me will just assume, you know, that she's black. Um, so yeah. I've always found it easier to identify myself as a black person. And, and I share the same struggles and the same, like, um, experiences as my black friends, not my Indian friends or my Brazilian friends, you know? So, like, mm-hmm. because of that, it's just always been me and my black friends. And um, once we were laughing really loud in the lunch hall, and the <laughs> teachers told us to shush. But there was another table happened to us with so white girls times. and no one told them to be quiet. And I didn't Honestly. clock it until we left. And I was like, you guys, did you literally just see what happened? And the school will always try and... We didn't, I don't think we brought this one up when we had the opportunity to speak to the school. But I, I don't think... The school would have tried to dismiss it and diffuse it as much as they could. Oh, you were probably just being so loud. Mm. No. Yeah. Okay. I remember they tried to like they tried to ban us from the cafeteria because apparently we were causing too much trouble, mm. and it would make no sense because white girls would literally, you know, be so loud at the same time as us, do the exact same thing as us, and no, no one would say anything like at all. So but weird. when it's us, we're aggressive and shit like that, and it's just so annoying. Mm-hmm. It's just really not on at all, and like I hate the fact Honestly. that these schools, they, and I know this of to be true of other schools of as well, other private schools, that the teachers um they try to dismiss it as much as they can and like they turn a blind yeah. eye to it unless it's like directly brought to them um it's just yeah. not on because like there should be zero racism policies in schools um uh, my dad actually wrote an email to my school and in there he talked about mm-hmm. how they should have a zero racism tolerance policy because like how yeah. can they let people get away with like what they're doing it's just not on at all and i seriously don't think this was back in like june or july the school hasn't done mm-hmm. anything about introducing a policy like that since or not that i'm aware of and i definitely think if there was one i would be made aware of it and my friends would have been made aware mm-hmm. of it and I, as far as i'm concerned there isn't one and like and again um we had a racism issue not necessarily about uh a girl who said the n-word or anything like that but she said the peace law mm-hmm. and and the, oh, this, yeah, yeah and the school this, like let her off with a warning and it left so many people so angry because that's just yeah. that's not fair by any means if she was and i actually didn't clock this at first or i didn't think about it but um another one of my brown friends came up to me and she was like you know if she was if if, if it had been a black person or a, a chinese person or something that had gone and said that to another person mm-hmm. of colour, school would have definitely done more to reprimand them. 100%. 100%. And yeah, I guess you're right. To an extent, it is prioritising white feelings or, you know, the the opinion and the uh, 
apparel no not apparel but the 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 the, the way that white people are uh, just white people in general it prioritizes them and yeah. their feelings over that of everyone else just because, so the girl cries and they let her for the warning of the white it's always the white girl tears the white girl tears always it's just not it's not on at all and also Honestly. a lot of white people are very sensitive to the fact that um okay so i again i had this conversation not with my aunt but with someone else yesterday um afternoon and um they were this was really shocking to me because uh this is someone like very close to my family and um mm-hmm. We were talking about like the n-word and stuff and oh i was like oh you know because i don't personally use the term like snow roach or anything but obviously you know a lot of black mm-hmm. people use it and i was just she asked me like oh is there an equivalent for white people i said not an equivalent you, you cannot equip uh, you're not equivalent. <laughs> like Definitely the white words and i mean the word snow roach and the n-word are not equivalent by any means but um At she all. was like oh my god that but is that not racist and I tried to explain systematic oppression to her and how, like, you cannot be racist to white people. Um, and she took so much offence to it. Like, she genuinely thought that, like, the, that's a that's a racist term and, like, we shouldn't be allowed to use it. Like, that's not fair and whatnot. And I was just shocked, you know, for someone of her age as well. Like, I was just, I don't know, I was just yeah. like, like do, and I mean it's the nicest way, do white people so badly want to be oppressed? Why would you want to be oppressed? That, I, I, I want to know. I want to know. Honestly, if I could, I wouldn't want to ever, like, I don't, I, I'm comfortable in my skin and I come to accept the fact that I am 100%. Um, a black person. And, and a I proud will, black woman, exactly, yeah. like, I am a proud black woman. I will face these struggles and obstacles, but I will overcome them because I, I'm more than capable mm-hmm. of it. And I, I value myself and I'm aware of my self worth. But there was a time where I would instantly switch places with a white person because I was so sick and tired of having these racial slurs thrown at me the abuse mm. um having to second guess everything something as silly as, as literally oh, he liked me because i'm black something as stupid yes. as that just because of the fact that i just hated the fact i just hated myself so much i wanted to be white so badly honestly and that's what i'm saying like why would you why would you genuinely want to be a why would you want that exactly it doesn't make any sense because i feel like the trauma that a lot of black children go through white people just don't no, understand it like why it's not do even you that they just don't, they just no you're right they just don't but they they, they, they don't they don't point point blank period they don't understand and i don't they don't understand they can't they shouldn't be trying to force themselves to understand because they never will because it's not their experience mm. it's not their culture's experience yeah i agree it's more than you should try and acknowledge the fact that these things happen unfortunately because of the yeah, and have a bit of empathy and also like the phrase i personally think about the phrase oh um um i don't see color is racist because oh, it, it completely it. denotes the struggles of people who unfortunately have no choice but to see colour. People yeah, like you and I, who I, I go out and I see a, a, a policeman who's white, I, 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 have to, I, have to, I have to take a, I have to have a double take or something like that. Or a policeman that's mm. black, I have to be, you know, I'm really attentive now when I walk past police. I'm afraid, I, you know, if a police officer stop me, I would freeze instantly. But that's not, the, that's not the case of a white person who can, ha- who can walk past a white, a, a white policeman. And and not have to question it in the same in the same regard as exactly. like you and I do. It's true. Oh, it's just small things like that. Um, basically, with my school, I feel like their I don't want to call it activism, but I feel like their you know allyship, like the way they act towards black people, is starting to become a bit performative. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember um, my school basically wouldn't let me put um, be the slogan BLM for my yearbook quote. 
and I was just so mad about it yeah like I sent like a I sent like a lengthy email and I was like because they told me that it was like oh the reason that we can't put it is because it's like political we don't want to put anything political yeah yeah and I was like like BLM is literally like a human rights issue like it was just giving me very much performative there's nothing political about black lives like our freedom and our lives are, like, yeah why is that like for debate? The, the basics like the basic of the basic human right needs to be classified mm. as political exactly like why do we why do we like you know by societal standards that like are in place like in an oppressive manner to then say like blm is a political view yeah it's just so wrong because like that defeats the whole purpose of the ma- of the of the movement to, to to classify it as political rather than human decency you know exactly and it's like for them it's like something radical like you can't say it like it's too radical mm-hmm. too far left like i'm just saying that my people deserve basic human rights mm-hmm. that is it mm-hmm Mm. but um why why i want to ask like why do you think people dismiss racism in the uk a lot i think like because of the fact that when it happens here Mm -hmm. the quota is so small in comparison to like the length of extremity in america like here we don't have access Mm. to guns right so Mm -hmm. and also the fact that we never hear about it here people don't come forward with their own cases as often as they should because of the fact that they feel pressurized like the, they're afraid of the pressure that comes with it like everybody knows your name everybody knows your story like it's, yeah obviously i understand that you don't want to be in the spotlight but in america because of the fact that like crimes against black people committed by even just the police as an example because you know racism that's not the only form of active racism yeah but the fact that it happens so often and the fact that america's history is built solely yeah. of like the oppression of black people it's a much more heartfelt issue whereas with us although our ancestors are you know my ancestors I'm, I'm not saying unfortunately by any means but my ancestors <laughs> fortunately were not slaves so I cannot relate yeah. in that to that like specific you know like the heartfelt um yeah emotion. like I cannot relate because it has not happened to me I can sympathize yeah. as another black person but I cannot relate whereas for me you know growing up here i never recognized racism as an issue i also think because of the fact that our schools are not like american schools where oh and i also think you have to remember well to link to that point that america the america's population is so high in comparison to ours and the fact that yeah it really is race actually like racism is much more evident even in the fact that like the deep in the deep south you will find yeah. towns that don't even allow black people in so, yeah exactly like, it's, it's, it's like, like sundown is it towns convoluted? i think that's the right word to use in the sense yeah yeah exactly but in the sense that you have areas that are solely full of white people areas like atlanta that even people in the uk know are good places for yeah. black people to go to meet other black people mm-hmm. so th- i think here we don't have that as such i mean outside of london whereas here in london we're quite diverse and in like yeah. Birmingham, we're quite diverse and then the rest of england when you think about it england is very racist but the fact that mm. most black people who migrate from like african culture uh, countries and migrate even from america they come to the bustling cities not to the country life you know yeah like countryside like outside mm-hmm. london and because of yeah. that i think racism to an extent is normalized here and also i don't know how to describe it but i think our youth differs start like very much to um that of america's yeah i think like the black people in america have not completely by any means but very different views and like they will go to very different lengths of extremity in comparison to 
like here where I think a lot mm-hmm. a lot more black people are quite like not calm but they don't handle the issue in the same respect yeah i i've seen i've seen that a lot i feel like on instagram especially like some people are always like like black people are always like oh like you americans you black americans mm, always yeah yeah through social media especially where african americans especially with like for example adele when adele wore bang notes which i was okay with oh, because it was like yeah. I, I definitely think it was cultural appreciation um mm. because she grew up in a black area She's yeah. sensitive to like movements like Black Lives Matter. She shows her respect. She comes to Carnival often. You know, it's and it's not mm-hmm. it's not like she does anything with malicious intention in comparison to like the girls who get braids, who don't educate themselves, who aren't mm-hmm. bothered to educate themselves. You know, there's a, I think there's definitely a clear difference. But Americans were so angry at Adele. They were coming for yeah. Adele's music, her weight, even oh, not her like music. none of that is justified by any means. Like you don't have a right to. You can be upset with what they did, but you should yeah. never bring other attributes in like physical or you know whatever else because like that makes you just not just as bad but that doesn't make you look good in the situation either i feel like i don't know where i stand about the adele situation like i I can understand why people were upset Mm -hmm. but then again i'm like hey you know it is what it is we're gonna let her off this time like well it's not even a case of letting her off because i don't think we should let things like that slide but in the uk everyone's calm about it because everybody recognizes that adele is not a racist person like that and also yeah, the fact yeah. that you know she actually is educated it's different even if they weren't racist and they still got it done doesn't still doesn't excuse it so i i mm. think i personally thought that was justified but nonetheless i still think that here we are we are slightly more relaxed or we were a lot more relaxed about mm. such issues mm. and also because again with the whole population density thing or like racial population density I think a lot of, like, because of the fact that we are such a multicultural city, even when you encounter encounter racism in both public and private schools, I yeah. don't think that it is taken as seriously. And thus, people themselves, it's mm. normalised, like, oh, that happened to me. But you didn't want to yes. take action. You didn't want to pursue it any further because you just, like, you felt helpless about the whole situation, if that makes sense. Yeah. So I definitely think that I, contributes I think so to too. it. Whereas in America, they're much more vocal about the fact that that has happened. Because that's how they yeah. raise their youth, you know, like those are their societal standards in comparison to ours. Well, I mean, they're very similar considering the West is, you know, mm. but I definitely think there's definitely, there's a divide between like us, um, Canada, America and Australia. You see it in like really petty things as well. Mm, yes. And that just goes to show like the broad overview of what we as people from the UK view as like normalised and standard. Yeah. It's small issues even, it's small things that all can't like you can stack on top of each other to obviously show that there is a problem there but you know small things that people don't take as seriously uh, that are potentially taken more seriously yeah. in america less in other places more yeah. seriously in canada less seriously in, in in australia it just depends like it just differs from countries mm-hmm. to countries all in all i think like cases have been uncovered as a result of black lives matter like the the spark not the spark mm. but the definitely like the the enthusiasm the spike in the yeah, movement that we definitely saw last yeah. year so you know given that like the that we've definitely seen much more enthusiasm people seem to forget that we we even had like back in like 2011 or 2013 yeah we had a riot like this as well well not i don't want to say riot but it was because like yeah you know, was it we, the one in tottenham uh yeah that yeah after when, the, you know, the mark duggan killing mm-hmm, yeah exactly I and not that. only that but you know like we did have 
you know the uh we had riots back in like the 70s the 90s mm-hmm. that like people don't know about Notting Hill we had riots there yes um Windrush yeah. generation and my dad actually would tell me about them because like especially because I live very close to like where a lot of them used to happen mm. um that like the ones in Notting Hill and um when we would walk through Notting Hill in the summer he would tell me oh you know this happened on this street that happened on that street so I definitely think like it's just the fact that I think there's this this misconception that racism doesn't happen as much in the UK because of the fact that we are not, we don't hear about it as such. Mm. That's the only reason why when you think about it, like that, to put it bluntly, it's only because we don't hear about it. But like I was trying to say, like with with the fact that like Black Lives Matter had become, you know, a pivotal point in like shaping society as of last year. And the way that I, I think it definitely changed my perspective of a lot of things because like no, for sure, things same. Like, as small as like friendships, individual friendships, like <laughs> yeah. cutting ties with people who didn't value my life the way I valued theirs. Yeah. But I, I think like, oh my God, I literally keep forgetting what I was trying to say, <laughs> but there was one point specifically. Um, oh yeah, that the fact that we then uncovered lots and lots of stories about what was happening in the UK, stories about yeah. like, three, four years ago, about how so- one person got uh, picked on by the police. Videos started resurfacing that I had never yeah. seen before. And like people came out with their stories. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it goes to show that it really is just a case of communication. Mm-hmm. And also that people aren't given the platform that they that they deserve because nobody they people don't promote it like they choose not to. Whereas in yeah. America, these stories spark because of the fact that it's a mutual communal anger that everybody shares right mm. so that people are more than happy to show to to, to expose it to yeah. others who are unaware whereas here it's there's there's a lack of energy i think even and i and i i definitely like i said i think it has changed but that but that's that was evidently the case a year and a half ago even because mm. of the fact that people would be i would sometimes i scroll through twitter and i type black lives matter uk and stuff like that and um I will see people posting, if you even scroll through the most, you know, the latest section of Twitter, mm-hmm. there are people who genuinely upload their stories there, who upload their stories there three, four days ago, and they have the the, 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 the comments have like three or four likes. So it just goes to show mm. you, like, there's no active promotion ongoing. Of like, yeah, of like um, t- no tackling UK racism. Mm-hmm. No one is obliged to, but even to the people who run the Black Lives Matter UK account, these are the kinds yeah. of things they should be searching for to make other people's cases known, not even just mm-hmm. like, because like, you know, like for one reason and one reason only to get them justice and get the people who are responsible for committing such racial racially fueled atrocious acts Mm -hmm. the punishment they also deserve i agree Mm -hmm. because i feel like when we talk about like racism or we're taught about it in schools the focus is usually like on america like martin Mm -hmm. luther king rosa parks but we never really talk about like pivotal uk figures Mm, like important like re- revolutionary uk figures like mm-hmm. we need to talk about them mm-hmm. like i think we need to acknowledge, acknowledge them more and amplify like the racism that people have faced in the uk because like i feel like people just don't realize that it is such a problem like systematic racism also exists in the uk mm-hmm. definitely so from mm. small things like mispronunciations of names to microaggressions exactly like these are small things that people don't even pick up on even and like the nhs us. yeah yeah exactly mm. There's just so much stuff. There's so many small things. But yeah, definitely I think that racism was... Racism now in the UK is like a lot of... Uh, is, it definitely has been taken more into consideration. Like I definitely think about it more than I did yeah. before. I've um, heard more stories now. Mm-hmm. And because others are beginning, like we said, to come forward. Mm. And it's good because this just goes to show that, you know, the UK is not innocent. Like that post, those posts that were circulating around yeah. um, months ago. And also like, I think people forget that 
up north we have people with the same attitudes of that of the deep south like they have mm, for sure. against, like and i even see even like remember the sainsbury's advert for example a few months oh ago. my god that was oh my god i remember they were so white people were so mad mm-hmm. and I even don't... when i even when i went to like my black lives matter pro- my nigerian um nsars protest it oh, had yeah. nothing to do with white people by any means mm-hmm. there still were so many white men who had taken the time out of the day to, to come to central london london Literally. drive past the embassy honk their horns and put their middle fingers up or scream for no reason uh, hello what do you not you have getting? anything better to do exactly but... to come for to come to a protest against other black people shouldn't you be rejoicing exactly i'm not really surprised to be honest i feel like people forget that there are Oof, racist racist people mm-hmm. um in the uk like really especially like i don't want to say like i don't want to generalize football and tommy robinson but... oh my god sorry i know you were saying <laughs> but i just was thinking to myself good. tommy robinson is one of the most racist people wait i don't know who he is he's like i think i do yeah he he runs the english defense league oh wait i think i know who you're talking about yeah. yes uh... <laughs> he's so unbelievably racist the comments he makes about he's so like he's very islamophobic as well the comments mm. he makes about like muslim people about yeah. arab people about black people Asian atrocious people. oh my goodness and, and people, people just let it slide and worship him like i don't know if exactly. you know who nico omalana is um no, or Nico. he's a uh well he hates when people pronounce his name wrong but he's a youtuber <laughs> and he went to an edl protest undercover and no way people genuinely and he does it as a joke right but people would genuinely come up to him and say the n-word and they would he would be like oh would you would you say it and they're like yeah and then they say it and then they have like they they'll be saying things like they'll be saying things like oh get migrants out of the uk like oh yeah brexit brexit like this video was recorded a few years ago but i would definitely say like go and watch it because it, it's quite funny because he mocks them because they are unbelievably so they're just unbelievably stupid and i even saw a video on tiktok um of, of two edl like revolutionaries mm-hmm. they call themselves um oh, and, and one the interviewer asks the man oh do you think the edl is racist and he says yes and the other man goes no we're not racist and the other guy goes yeah we're the edl we're racist and the other one's like no no i don't know what you're saying we're not racist and they're fighting about the fact that one agrees that they are racist. He's ETL. He's saying that he is a racist and that he knows the party is well, not part. They know. They racist. know that they're perpetuating mm-hmm. white supremacy. They know it. Mm-hmm. Like they even. Sure. They, you know how there's a lot of um Islamic spokespeople in um in in Hyde Park. Yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's Tommy Robinson genuinely marched to Hyde Park to go and give them a piece of his mind. As I read it, as I read it in Twitter quotes, and he got does he not have anything better to do? Honestly, and I remember once uh, that people saw him in a so this man saw him in Ibiza with his family, and he like poured his drink on Tommy Robinson in front of his children, and I felt bad for the children. I feel bad for children of like people like that, like even like Ivanka Ivanka Trump's children, because they're going to grow up with and and like acquire such an ignorant mindset from their parents. Mm. I hope they can break free from because it's going to be imposed on them. It's not like you know like parents who allow their children to pick their own political views yeah. because i think a lot of people seem to forget that when you agree to be part of a certain party and you you claim to not be a racist or you have black friends as they like to put it but you 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 choose to overlook those of in your party the majority who are a racist to say racist yeah. things it makes you a racist as well because exactly because you you're associating with them exactly it's just small things like that too because like i definitely think in the uk like so many more people are in america people are much more openly racist that's the difference mm-hmm. here you'll find it on you'll find it on posts online on instagram on tiktok mm, like in the sky in the comments yeah i thought a lot Always. of racist white men unfortunately in the comments but 
in real life, these are the kinds of people that would never come and say that to your face, even at the protest. It's true. It's all the that you they perceive. Couldn't, they couldn't go and park their cars, walk by, scream F U N word, and wait, exactly. they couldn't do that because they knew that they would get beat up or something like that. Yeah. And it's always the one with like the England flag. Like, why? Yeah, exactly. Well, patriots, aren't they? Oh, I hate them. I can't stand patriotic people. Mm-hmm. But I definitely think that racism in the UK exists, and that's what people should Yeah, remember. for sure. The UK has so many systems in place that are like meant Oppressive. to oppress people. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like people just need to acknowledge that. Mm-hmm. Even like as, racism. Even small things of even like teaching what they teach in their curriculum. Mm. That enforces it too. Because you get kids into a mind. You, like I told, I've literally even, did I not tell you about when I was younger, a girl once said to me, oh, um, back home we have people that look like you. There are slaves or there are servants or something like that. I may or may not have mentioned it to you. Really? Did she say that? Yeah, yeah. I when she... I was in year three. Year three? <laughs> mm-hmm. And she's um, she's white and her family lives in South Africa. And yeah, Yikes. obviously they have black servants. But um, it's things like that. Like they enforce those kinds of things. And then we go on to learn about slavery. Mm. We learn about slavery, but from the British the British perspective, yeah, obviously. But... So it's not, it's definitely, they present it as though what, you know, as though the, the British were saints, as if they were doing us a favour. Yeah, I even, exactly. And that the mentality, like, people can argue and say, oh, that's dramatic, or that's a, that's a bit of a stretch to say that, like, you know, just from watching that, people are receptive, and they're going to mm. then all of a sudden go, oh, yeah, UK, UK, saviours. Africa, in dying, <laughs> like white saviours. But that's not the case. And still, it's definitely enforced, because I was on a post about the EDL, mm-hmm. um, and... It was talking about like it was on it was on um on TikTok like an EDL member had made it and it was about how this boy in Australia or New Zealand because New Zealand has yeah. black people um he duetted this boy's video where all he was hanging out with all his black friends and mm-hmm. he made some racist comments or something like that and in the comments all the people were like yeah we help them you know like, oh my god they want our slaves like they should come that. back to be, people were even saying they should come back and be our slaves again some BS oh, like nah, that because I want to see them say that in real mm-hmm. life and I also have a, I was actually um, going through my snap memories and I found one from Summer of this white girl who got upset because this girl told her to stop fake tanning and at the end she ended it with so go back to the cotton fields and pick me another sweater that's how she ended there's no way can you, I can send, I'll send them both to you afterwards I have them saved please do because I was just absolutely shocked she was, she was going on oh at least I can change my skin tone you're stuck that dark forever oh at nah, least my they hair have is audacity. real you have to go and wear a wig I said girl chill chill maybe isn't Kylie Jenner wearing hair extensions mm-hmm. all this girl did was say to you you shouldn't be tanning like that you're doing blackface and she came for her whole appearance of course the girl was not phased and tapped back mm. but it was just so embarrassing how can you say and you know what the worst thing is she is even she's aware of how explicit her words are because then as soon as the video finished she put a picture of a, mm. of a man being whipped by, wow. by a cotton field like a drawing of a man so insensitive and these were all kids from the UK and you can hear from the accents they were all from up north so I definitely think oh. that if you're a black person living up north and if you have, if you obviously if you know any it'd be good to even get them on your show because like they would definitely have different experiences to us like the racism mm. that we face is severe definitely because all racist all racism like racist experiences are severe because they shouldn't even be happening in the UK. yeah unfortunately I don't know any mm-hmm. if I, if I ever is lacking in the friend area because like their their experiences would be so much worse in comparison to ours yeah know? honestly i could say that with like chess because they're surrounded by people who are very openly racist like even my mom yeah. given that she's an indian um an indian woman she's not black but she up north has faced so much racism before imagine then what they would do to a black person that's so sad mm-hmm. 
it's like they spew racism on a daily yeah. with like no consequences mm-hmm. like they say slurs like just like that and they think it's funny like i even and you know it's Yikes. you know it's just interesting to me because if you look at it from like a psychological like is it psychological yeah it is psychological point of view mm. like jokes that yeah. we normalize as black people like slavery jokes for example yeah um and then things like oh they look like they say racial slurs every day or something like that you know like those kinds of things mm-hmm. are unfortunately uh, sure they're funny to an extent but if you really mm. think about them it's the fact that these are genuinely experiences that we have normalized because yeah. they have, like especially with the more leaning towards more the racial slurs comment the fact that they happen so mm-hmm. often that people have then had to go and make a joke out of something that's so, that, that serious like our way to code mm-hmm. Which is so sad if you yeah. think about it. Like it's so normalized, we have to figure exactly. out a way to deal exactly. with it. So whenever someone tells you, "Oh, racism ha- is much worse in America," like don't even don't even get them. Like mm. we'll be clapping back. Your time because like you know that's not true. It's just ridiculous. Yeah. Oh my god! I think we're at the end, mm-hmm. girl. Thank you so much for being on my of show. Of course, oh, it was very fun. I appreciate it so much. <laughs> How long is your show usually? Um. Normally, it's like. I think around 15 to 20 minutes long. Oh my days. We were like, literally it's not that so long. long. Like we literally, like, last one was like 45 minutes. Mm, but I've enjoyed talking Me to too. you. Me so too. Also, good. you can like cut it uh, like to whatever, like the key bits anyway. So it's kind of... Yeah, exactly. Anyway, so it's all good. Thank you so much for having me, Miss Girl. I had <laughs> a great thank time you and here. I cannot wait to listen. Oh my God. I appreciate this <laughs> so course. much. Thank you guys for listening. Um, yeah. If you like this episode and want to hear more from me, subscribe and tune in every Friday. For now, take care.